0: Hi, I'm Ian Whitaker, host of the JCDCo Digital Changemakers Podcast. The Digital Changemakers Podcast showcases industry research and insights to inspire senior marketers to push the boundaries on their marketing strategies and become change agents in their organizations. In this episode, we're going to discuss a topic which is constantly climbing marketers' agendas and can't be ignored: sustainability. JCDCo has been working with campaign on a new report to market, looking at the importance of sustainability in brands' media planning. While some brands may prioritize media channels that have proven sustainability credentials, others acknowledging the importance of sustainability felt other factors would always sit higher. Having launched a call to arms to market for brands to bring sustainability higher up their agenda when it comes to media planning, JCDCo is pleased to welcome a pioneer in the space. B Corp certified and very much focused on long-term cultural change, Gift Gaff's Georgina Brammel, marketing strategy director, is with us to share her experience and learnings for others trying to push sustainability further up their organization's agendas. George, thanks Hi. very much. Hi. <laughs> thanks very much for coming in. It's a great, great delight to have you here. So really, really appreciate it. And obviously, yeah, train strikes doesn't make things uh, a um I know does make things easier. But anyway, <laughs> enough of that. Um, we're here to talk about sustainability mm-hmm. on the, and obviously GIFGAF is doing some great, great things in that field. But maybe as a starter, could you just sort of uh, go through sort of type of organization GIFGAF is yeah, its purpose. And then also as well, I'll talk a little bit about your role as well. Sure. So in your background.
1: Yeah, so let me just set the scene then. So I guess Gifgaf is relatively young. We're about 14 years old mm-hmm. and we primarily play in the kind of connectivity space. So you'd know us as a, a telecoms provider. Mm-hmm. We tend to think of ourselves more as a kind of tech platform. Mm-hmm. So um, our role ultimately is to connect consumers with the services that they want. Mm-hmm. Um, we were invented uh then really as a, a disruptor to what was the traditional model. So the mm-hmm. traditional model was all around kind of getting a phone with a contract, being locked in for, mm-hmm. I think then it was about 18 months. It's now 36 months in yeah. terms of a contract. So we were set up very much as the antithesis to that. So mm-hmm. the David to the Goliath of, of sort of the telco yeah. world. And I think most people would know us from that kind of brand disruptive challenger kind of mentality. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we've grown up a little bit over that time, as you would expect, Mm -hmm. but also so has the sector. Mm -hmm. So in actual fact, you know, you can now get the products that we used to have exclusively across most of the other telco providers. Mm -hmm. So there's been a real change around decoupling, sort Mm -hmm. of phone and contract, lots of people moving more into the SIM only space. So Mm -hmm. Our challenge really is that disruptor brand is what's next? Mm -hmm. How do we continue to innovate? And that's partially where things like sustainability come in because we know that consumers are much more aware of how important that is and much more aware of the impact that they have, you know, on the environment around them. Mm -hmm. But it's also around finding the other things that we need to kind of make good Mm -hmm. within that kind of wider landscape. So. We've just launched a product actually, which is a contract product, Mm -hmm. but very different to the other contract products you can get in the market. Mm -hmm. So it's still inherently flexible. You can leave without a massive kind of penalty. Um, There's great value there. You can change your plan up and down. So it's very much on the side of the consumer and different to what you can get within the other providers. A little bit about my role. So my role is marketing strategy director. So I sit within the marketing team, but I also work really closely with the rest of the business. So we're about 230 people. We're not a massive organization. Mm-hmm. And so it's really exciting for me to be able to work in with our tech colleagues, our product colleagues, to really think about what we want to do and how we want to move the organization forward and um, sustainability is one of those kind of key things, as I mm-hmm. said, that I'm working on. But equally, looking at other new business opportunities, looking at innovation around how we kind of service our members. Important point to note, we call all of our customers mm-hmm. members because mm-hmm. we genuinely believe that we're in a relationship and we really believe in the concept of mutuality. So they committing to us and us committing to them.
0: Mm-hmm. No, I mean, that's great. And I, I sort of just want to pick up on something that you said, because it actually mm. feeds quite nicely into. So the next question actually, I mean, one of the themes that we've had, sort of persistent themes that we've had on this podcast series is to talk about really the importance of marketing get getting really to know the priorities are of the different stakeholders across the company. Mm-hmm. Particularly when it comes to your areas such as finance, but also as well mm-hmm. strategy and etc cetera. And I just really that sort of aligns what marketing does with the rest of, of the organization. Can you just give us a, a, a sort of overview of how you, know, you in, in charge of marketing happened then to be, you know, as it were, almost it were transformed into being in charge of business strategy and then change transformation when it came to sustainability?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, if you looked back at our founding principles, sustainability was one of the key founding principles of our brand. So when it was originally set up, we very much thought around what is our footprint. So mm-hmm. deliberately, for example, we're not in call centres. So our service operation for our members is actually member-led. So it's mm-hmm. a community-based service model with our members actually reaching out and helping other members with the challenges that mm-hmm. they have. And I suppose it was quite easy, which isn't useful for a change maker podcast, but in a sense it was quite easy to harness that original thought mm-hmm. And really take teams on the journey kind of with the marketing team to see how far we could expand Mm -hmm. the thoughts around sustainability into the business. And actually, one of the things that you might know is that um, we've recently come out to say that we are a B Corp. Mm. So that was quite a long, a long journey for us, um, roughly around three years. But I think your point around how do you galvanize other people in the business is absolutely the right point to make. You know, we couldn't have done that just as the marketing team. It was about spending time with the likes of the finance team, with the product teams, with the tech teams to understand what it meant for them mm-hmm. and what it would mean collectively for us as a business and why it could be a positive point of differentiation and growth. Mm-hmm. It also meant kind of wider stakeholder conversation. So, again, you might know that we are part of the VMO2 family, which means mm-hmm. we're kind of co-owned by Liberty Global and Telefonica, clearly big shareholders. Yeah. Um, and so conversations around things like B Corp had to go right the way up to you know that level in the organization mm-hmm. because by committing to be a B Corp, we were actually committing to sort of putting people, planet and profit equally mm-hmm. in all of the decision making. And that sort of ethos is really the thing that has helped the business all get on board in some of those decisions we're making. Um, I guess to give a couple of examples, we, you know, recognize that our consumers were in challenging times, cost of living crisis. So we made a decision to fix our UK prices till the end of 2023. So mm-hmm. for the last two years, our prices haven't moved. Now, of course, that's a lovely, easy decision mm-hmm. to make with a marketing hat on because it's great. It, mm-hmm. it works for the consumers yeah. and our members get absolute benefit. But with a finance hat on, It's a much harder decision to make. And so coming round the table together to debate the kind of pros and the cons of that decision is where that richness has really happened. You know, those different perspectives around the business and understanding how we can try and corral around a central point, which ultimately is around kind of trying to value all of those three things and find the right way through for everyone.
0: And as you say, I mean, it it really is sort of... Sort of negotiating requires quite a bit of skill, quite a bit of practice. But, but sort of key emphasis there, you also as well need to know know the other parts of the business Absolutely. and know what their priorities are and, and so forth.
1: It is. It's putting yourself in those shoes, I think, and trying to imagine, you know, from their perspective, well, how are they feeling? Is, is this seen as a challenge? Is mm-hmm. it seen as an opportunity? How do we start to kind of, you know, grow that conversation between us?
0: Okay. And I just want to actually go on to that mm. sort of, of B Corp journey. Because a few companies have made it now, but obviously it still remains the minority, yeah, to, uh, amongst corporates. Can you can you just walk through? I mean, I think we've sort of just talked about some of them here. We can you just talk, walk through sort of of the process of doing that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, some of the challenges that you you found. I guess also as well some of the things that maybe you found sort of unexpected when sure. you were going through that journey.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, you know, you're absolutely right. I think. You know, B Corp isn't as well known, perhaps, in the UK as some of the other marks. So, mm-hmm. You know, I think people are really familiar with things like Fair Trade, for example, that's really yeah. cut through into consumer conscience. So, um, actually, there's a really lovely story. Um, Sophie, um, within the marketing team, was on a, a long drive home, I think, from Cornwall with the kids in the back of the car. And they just needed to stop at the services yeah. because, I don't know, whatever was happening yeah. was happening. <laughs> and she happened to pick up a chocolate bar and on the chocolate bar was this this little logo and it prompted sort of a journey of curiosity you know what what is this about you know what what does it mean mm-hmm. how do we understand more about it and so she originally brought it into the business for us to start to think about could this could this be something for us mm-hmm. You know, I guess predominantly to be much smaller organizations who had kind of taken that B Corp accreditation route. Mm-hmm. We were quite big in comparison, and obviously part of a much larger organization. So there was a lot of kind of fact finding and exploring mm-hmm. as the first part of that journey to really think about. Is it something we can do? What what would we need to do Mm -hmm. to be able to kind of move forward credibly in this space? Um, We did an initial assessment. I don't know how familiar you are with the process, but we sort of did Mm -hmm. our own sort of internal scoring criteria and kind of got to around 70, 75, I think it was. The threshold is 80, by -hmm. the way, from a, a B Corp perspective. And so we thought, actually... We probably do have have enough sort of skin in the game to pursue this. Mm-hmm. Um, so we actually brought some external help in. So mm-hmm. we worked with with an agency partner um, who had taken some other businesses through the accreditation journey. Mm-hmm. Um, they worked very closely with us, um, helped us really kind of understand the nuances of of kind of the question and how we can sort of showcase our evidence, if you like, that mm-hmm. that we were in the right space. Um, process as i say took us about three years but a lot of that was the initial kind of Mm -hmm. fact finding once we'd actually made the submission i'd say it was probably about a 18 month-ish process Mm -hmm. um it involves on-site visits so um you know they came to look at our office our Mm -hmm. offices are in uxbridge they actually are incredibly sustainable which is Mm -hmm. brilliant Mm -hmm. so you know we have gray water harvesting we have you know recycling we um have lots of sort of sedum roofs, et cetera, Mm -hmm. Um, but we do have a gas boiler. So, you know, it was really (laughs) working through (laughs) all of the kind of positives, where the challenges might be, how we move forward. And then actually we, as I mentioned before, we've we've always got some senior stakeholders in terms of kind of Liberty and and Telefonica. Um, And to actually complete the B Corp process, what you have to do is sign um, what's called an Articles of Association. So that effectively moves you from a shareholder perspective Mm -hmm. to um, instead of thinking about just the profit, it's moving to that sort of triple bottom line thinking. Mm -hmm. And as you can imagine, you know, as shareholders, major shareholders... There were some quite interesting conversations around that. And I think the way that we tackled that was really a lot of kind of pre-work, pre-lobbying, explaining what the difference was, why it could be a potential competitive advantage for us Mm -hmm. within the mobile space, and build on that sort of existing challenger narrative that we have as a brand. Um, And so we went through the process. um, We were accredited with 85.8, I think, points at the end. So you know, a good number over the sort of threshold, Um, but the journey doesn't stop. So, um, you know, the process towards recertification, it's it's a three-year sort of rolling cycle. Um, So we are already on that journey, you know, what can we do better? And I think that's what I really love about it. It's about that sort of process of continuous improvement. Mm -hmm. You know, what was good three years ago is not going to necessarily, you know, reach the bar this time. So it's, it's a really great process to kind of keep you accountable mm-hmm. and keep you moving forward as a business.
0: And also as well, consumer expectations and consumer yeah. demands yeah. also change as well. Becoming a B Corp, how have you found that with your, with your members
1: mm-hmm.
0: when looking at it sort of, of, in terms of how they value it, sort of how it helps you in terms of the marketing as well yeah. and Absolutely. the impact it has on the business overall?
1: Absolutely. So, if I take members first, um, we have kind of a a rule, funny word, but a, a process, if you like, whereby any big decisions we take, we we absolutely consult our members before we take the decision. Mm-hmm. So, actually, the members were engaged very, very early in mm-hmm. the process. Um, we outreached to the community, sort of talked about our intent in the space. You know, garnered opinion, garnered feedback from them. Um, generally as you can imagine mm. quite an engaged bunch of people anyway yeah. um a very very positive response um and you know a lot of challenge actually you know oh that's mm. great but what does it mean how are you how are you doing it mm. what what does it mean for me mm. um and really I guess we we started from a marketing perspective to think about this um, equation, which is sort of value and values. Mm. So we know that our members, you know, in the majority come to us because we offer sort of great value for them. But what we're also starting to understand more around is that members are feeling that their values are not being compromised Mm. by going down the value added mm-hmm. route. And I think that sort of sweet spot between value and values is just something that we're finding really interesting. Okay. And we're finding really helpful as we're bringing our marketing communications forward to really think about how do we appeal more broadly to members? How do we underpin, you know, their their value set, their beliefs? How can we help to support that? Mm-hmm. So it's a really good addition um, to the work that we've been doing and a really good sort of underpinning Um, you know, it adds a little bit more credibility, Mm. I think, to the work that we're doing. We've always been pretty good in this space, to be honest. Um, you know, you might be familiar with some of our previous campaigns Mm. around kind of the more circular economy side of things. Um, so in 2019, we sort of took a different tack to the rest of the market. We didn't necessarily push new phones. Mm We knew that our members needed some added value, and we also wanted to kind of start to really think about how do we get this circular economy up and running, so refurbishing phones, recycling phones mm-hmm. in a responsible way. Um Today, I can say that 75% of our business is refurbished, which is amazing. Um, And we can also see that other telcos are stepping into this space, which Mm -hmm. is also amazing Mm -hmm. for us, you know, to be able to kind of stimulate the market to respond to actually what is a trend within consumer, to Mm -hmm. your point, consumer world. Um, So we see the new entrants like back market, for example. We see some of the bigger MNOs with a much more uh, consistent and considered refurbished Mm -hmm. offer. And actually, you know that in itself is is a great thing to bring into the market. I think.
0: I mean, you are a sort of uh, you are a big out of home. You, know, you might even mm-hmm. say huge out of home advertiser. And you sit on the campaign and JC deco sustainability strategy sort of panel with things. What are what are some of the key findings that you're learning from that? Mm-hmm. And I guess also as well some of the implications that you think about in terms of what other companies or or sort of across the range need to Mm. need to pick up in this space
1: definitely so we have a bit of a philosophy which is called responsible reach Mm -hmm. so it's all around kind of balancing our need as a brand to obviously reach more consumers but in a responsible way Mm -hmm. and so when we're kind of working on pulling together a media plan we're really looking for partners that sort of share that ethos Mm -hmm. um so you know, out of home, a great example. Um, we've done two recent campaigns and what we've really appreciated about those those kind of elements of the campaign are things like, you know, turning off out of home screens between sort of 11 o'clock and six o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Very few impressions served, I imagine, over that time yeah. period, but it's just a habit and a hangover in the industry right now that mm-hmm. most companies keep those screens turned on. We've been working with partners, we've turning those screens off other things i think in out of home that are super interesting are things like the new materials that are coming to market that actually help purify the air around the out okay. of home advertising the removal of pvc from kind of the the substrates um obviously some of the the sort of furniture initiatives if you mm. like so bus stops charging yeah. points defibrillators even they they just all add extra Things for a marketeer to sort of be aware of as they're building the marketing plan, and what we've established with our agency, which is MG, mm-hmm. who kind of plan all of our media with us, is that as we are signing off plans, we're looking at the traditional metrics. So of course, we're looking at reach, we're looking at frequency, we're mm-hmm. looking at the cost, but we're also looking at the carbon impact. Mm-hmm. So we're, tr- you know, looking at all of those things as we're signing off that media plan and making decisions based on all of that. So it's really bringing that sort of responsibility mm-hmm. to the forefront and making sure it's part of our decision-making criteria.
0: Mm-hmm. And that that's yeah, it's a key point, particularly with the increased regulations as well, around the sector as well. I mean, this is, it's a must-have in many ways. It's a must-have for me. We need to do this in order to to push the agenda forwards, but also as well need to do it as well because of the regulatory.
1: hmm Mm -hmm.
0: side of things as well and it it feels as though that is only gonna that side of things is only going to increase in the future as well
1: I think so and and you know we 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 would encourage that I think you know I think it can be quite tricky to navigate Mm -hmm. through um and I suppose one of the things that I would challenge the industry on is how can we just bring a bit more consistency Mm -hmm. so of course there are different rulings for different things there are different carbon calculators out there that kind of calculate things in slightly different ways. I think it can be really hard mm-hmm. as an advertiser to work out, well, what is good or, or what is yeah. right in this space? And so really, I think we we need the industry to come together more and agree, you know, what are the set of metrics that we are going to hold ourselves mm-hmm. accountable for? Because that will just make it so much easier for everybody to know kind of what good good looks like and where to kind of mm-hmm. hold that benchmark of accountability.
0: I think that's absolutely key. I mean, one of the one of the themes that often say to people is is look, when it comes to calculations, and you say there are providers out there with the sort of, of with the estimates and missions and so forth, but it's actually not the output of a model that, that's critical. It's actually the input and the assumptions mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that that go into it, and that can really sort of yeah, you know, because not only does that define the output, but also as well, it skews behaviours as well. It certainly can the,
1: do. Yeah, it certainly can do.
0: Do you think there's any progress in that sort of standardization or do you think we're still...
1: I'm really encouraged. I think a lot more people are leaning in. Mm -hmm. So if I think of conversations that I've had probably in the last six months, you know, I think they've been a lot more engaged. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I think some of the industry bodies are really trying to to corral and coordinate Mm -hmm. and and bring the various media owners together to Mm -hmm. get to a common place. I'm not sure it's happening quickly enough, I would say. okay, um, You know, I think we've got some work slightly outside the UK. So Garm, for example, have brought in quite a few. I think there's about 10 sort of key tenants that they talk about mm-hmm. in terms of their ESG principles that, you know, advertisers, media owners, et cetera, should mm-hmm. be thinking about. But I'm not sure it, it's really translated into the UK market. So mm-hmm. I think we, we sort of need that, that sense of what is the framework mm-hmm. that, that we can all play within to do our bit to decarbonize advertising.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that, that's that's probably true. For people who are considering companies going considering going down this journey, mm-hmm. sort of what would your advice be to them?
1: I think my advice would be is, you know, don't approach it lightly. I think it is a rigorous process. So, you know, first of all, you know, do a bit of homework around mm-hmm. where you are as an organization. Um I think Ultimately, have a go. We have a saying within GIFGAF, which is around start by starting. So it Mm -hmm. might mean that you've not got everything that you need to make the perfect decision, Mm -hmm. but you've got enough ingredients to start along the way. Mm -hmm. So I would definitely say, you know, do a bit of homework, start by starting, maybe talk to some other people who've been through the process. Um, There are also some great sort of support partners out there who've got expertise of working with other organizations Mm -hmm. to help them get through that accreditation process engage with them talk widely you know come find me very happy to chat with anybody who wants who wants some you know support or or some understanding around how we went through the journey um but definitely start by starting you know and and the time is now i think to, Mm -hmm. to kind of make these changes in your organization um so that you can have that much more balanced sort of future moving forward
0: that's perfect George, thanks very much. Thanks very much for coming in. That's been absolutely great.
1: No worries. Thanks for having me. No,
0: not at all. It's a pleasure. If there's anything you would like to ask us or hear more about, you can visit the JCDCO Digital Changemakers Hub online. We hope you enjoyed listening and wherever you get your podcasts, don't forget to subscribe, like, and share.